In a letter written to Congress by 10 retired FBI agents, including former directors, assistant directors, and special agents in charge, every concern facing the American people over our invaded border was verified. Quote, the surge in numbers of single military-aged males descending upon American cities and towns is alarming and perilous. Additionally, they are not just from terror-linked regions, but from China and Russia as well, hostile adversaries of the United States with aspirations to devastate national infrastructure. For these reasons, elements of this recent surge are likely no accident or coincidence. These men are potential operators in what appears to be an accelerated and strategic penetration, a soft invasion designed to gain internal access to a country that cannot be invaded militarily in order to inflict catastrophic damage if and when enemies deem it necessary. Well, now we know for a fact the United Nations is funding the migrant crisis. We can stop guessing. Uh, from the Center for Immigration Studies, United Nations budgets million for U.S.-bound migrants in 2024. Public documents show cash handouts to help feed, transport, and house people headed for the U.S. border. You know, in a nutshell, the United Nations and its advocacy partners are planning to spread the 372 million in cash and voucher assistance and multi-purpose cash assistance to some 624,000 immigrants in transit to the United States during 2024. Does this look honestly like this would stop anybody? It's a joke. And G Governor Abbott for three years have just been letting people in millions at a time and now he's making a stand over this, over this? That's what this is all about. I'm just trying to put it in perspective for people. That's all I'm trying to do. The truth is the truth, no matter how it looks. And that's the truth. Take a look at it one more time. This is what it's about, America, right here. This cheap wire that they can come over here and cut themselves. President Biden's threat to force Texas Governor Abbott to face the consequences should Texas not abide by the Biden administration's demand that razor wire be removed from the Texas border so that millions more non-naturalized military-aged men can flood the border to go who knows where to prepare for who knows what has so far resulted in the White House freezing new natural gas export licenses as if Biden were sanctioning a foreign enemy. Meanwhile, Texas Governor Greg Abbott, World Economic Forum member and reoccurring Davos attendee, was on the other side of the world in India, opening a back door for globalization in Texas with the Texas Economic Development Corporation. Yeah, it's not a coincidence that he went to Mumbai. Keep in mind, Mumbai is, well, the beginning of the new Indo-European corridor. Just like I-69 down there in McAllen and other places down there in Brownsville, those three feeders that then go up to Detroit. Keep in mind, World Economic Forum also has a big presence in Detroit. But the bottom line is a lot of this is about trade corridors. These little fights are like swatting mosquitoes. Don't get killed in Eagle Pass. Uh, this is, this is, um, we got a much bigger thing going on. We've got a much bigger fish to fry. None of this makes sense. A real president following his duty wouldn't disregard our national security to the level of treason. We are sitting idly by waiting on a false flag. 
to be followed by martial law and the cancellation of the 2024 election. As you may know, I have had my insurance license in the state of California for over a decade. And when I was reviewing policies for 2024, I noticed this new exclusion. Treatment of an injury or a sickness which is due to war, declared or undeclared, riot or insurrection. This is not typical. Check this out. They actually have the camouflage clothes of the illegal aliens hanging up in the tree. So these are the illegals that don't want to get caught. These are the so-called runners. This camp that's partially funded by Pima County that is operated under the Universalist Unitarian Church out of Tucson, Arizona, is aiding and abetting cartel runners directly into Arizona. The border is an open bleeding wound slashed repeatedly by the United Nations infiltration of Agenda 2030. This is no longer clouded by speculation. This is exactly what is happening. Prepare now. John Bowne reporting. Media Matters, the Democratic Party, MSNBC and others have asked me to apologize for making a parody video game criticizing the deep state and all the corruption. And to all them, I just want to say this. Go f*** yourselves. <laughs> Alex Jones, New World Order Wars has been number one on Steam thanks to the viewers and listeners of this broadcast. And I want to invite everyone, before they are successful at banning, which I hope they aren't, to go to alexjonesgame.com and follow the link to Steam and download this game for 1776 as a message to the New World Order. You. you want to try to ban this game just like you want to steal elections and force injections on us and open up our borders and rape us. This is a culture war and they're scared of this game. Get Alex Jones New World Order Wars right now at alexjonesgame.com because anything badass gets censored! It's Monday, January 29th, in the year of 2024. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this thing. Get it Welcome to The American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, your host this morning. Filling in for the great Harrison Smith. His family is sick with the flu this morning, but he'll be back at it tomorrow morning. So I'll be filling in until then. Tomorrow, I will be heading to the border with a crew from InfoWars, a couple of security folks, and a camera crew. And we are going to be figuring out what is going on and trying to get any story we possibly can about some of the developments going on at the border. In the meantime, there is so much news to cover. I did the Sunday Night Live show last night and was able to talk about some of these developments but there are a couple of things that I want to reiterate. I'm going to run clip 10 here in a second about E. Jean Carroll. Obviously, there were more developments this week regarding that civil suit against President Trump for these allegations of sexual misconduct and defamation regarding his relationship or some alleged interaction with E. Jean Carroll between E. Jean Carroll and Donald Trump in the 90s in some department store. And... It's really a he said, she said situation. And there's no evidence to support it. There's no DNA evidence. We know that the defense was denied things like witnesses, experts, and other aspects of the defense that they wanted to bring to the court in order to set up President Trump for success in proving his innocence. They were unable to because the judicial system in our country is absolutely corrupt. 
And so there's really no way to know for sure whether or not Trump is guilty of any of these things that he, he allegedly did. It is really a he said, she said sort of situation. So if you liked Trump going into this little controversy, then chances are you think he was probably innocent. And if you didn't like Trump going into this controversy, chances are you probably think that he was guilty. Of course, neither predisposition means that he actually is innocent or is guilty, but there is a substantial amount of character evidence, I believe, that seems to indicate that Trump is innocent. And it's not just the character evidence, but it's the circumstantial evidence as well. Because it doesn't really make sense that Donald Trump, one of the wealthiest men in the world, certainly incredibly wealthy in the 90s as a real estate mogul, doesn't make any sense that he would choose this sort of unattractive woman who happens to be a hyper-feminist and also happens to have a very widely read column as his victim of some sort of a sexual assault. Why would you choose somebody who is obviously going to go to the public and have a tremendous audience that is going to believe them? It just doesn't make any sense. After all of the people that Donald Trump could be with, after all of the beautiful women that he could associate with and could be intimate with after all the beautiful women that have been in his life for decades. Why is it that anybody would believe E. Jean Carroll in this particular situation? I don't want to victim blame here or suggest that just because she's less attractive than some of the other women Trump is associated with, that something bad didn't happen to her, but it just doesn't add up according to everything we know about Trump and everything we know about E. Jean Carroll. And I didn't really know much about her until this week. I was surprised with this video we're going to run where I was met. And I'm going to show you the whole video. It's, it's, it's about six minutes long. I'm going to run the whole thing because I could not believe how obviously just sort of sick and unhinged this woman is. We've seen the famous clip of her speaking with Anderson Cooper, talking about how rape is a sexual fantasy for most people. And she has a really awkward moment, of course, where she says, you're fascinating to talk to, to Anderson Cooper after she says that rape is a sex fantasy. But this is even more disturbing to me than that awkward moment with her and Anderson Cooper. This is disturbing to me because there are so many different character flaws that are just expressed in this video. The vanity, the narcissism, the self-righteousness, the hyper-feminism, even the fact that she celebrates not having any children in her 70s sort of corresponds or correlates to the depopulation agenda that the globalists are constantly propagating and promoting all over the world. And I can't really think of a single redeeming characteristic about her or a single thing about her, especially in this video, that makes me think that she's telling the truth about anything at all. Let's go ahead and run it. People read an advice column because they want to say, oh my God, thank God that's not me. I like to stay up late, I like to sleep late, and I like to live like 90 in between. I get up around noon, and I stagger outside out the store, and I throw open my arms, and I thank God I don't have children. Then I go back in, stagger into my office, and start reading a stack of ASCII gene letters. 
I never thought much went on in the morning anyway. Women have facials in the morning. They have their hair done. Not me. I like getting up at noon. My personal life is fascinating. I started writing at about the age of six and a half, fed with a daily, daily diet of Ann Landers and Dear Abby. I wanted to be Ann and Abby. Oh, here, hang on. I have something that explains the ASCII gene column in a perfect, perfect thing. Here I come through here. This is what I've been doing for 25 years. I'm a cheerleader. People get down and depressed and a little confused and they need help. This is what I do. I yell and I scream and I um, help them get through their difficulties. The secret to the advice column is I don't know anything. It's the people who've been writing to me for 25 years who taught me everything. Those are the people you can't read a stack of E. Jean letters without learning more than reading Shakespeare. You want to see some old ASCII gene? All these are ASCII gene, ASCII gene, ASCII gene. I have every single letter that's ever been sent to me. I have shopping bags full of actual stationery with letters. This man has given his uh, wife a $30,000 engagement ring. He wants her to give him a $6,000 watch. Well, she did, but it wasn't enough because then he wanted a Rolex. How she's handled this is she's had an affair with somebody at the office. The questions have remained the same. They want love, they want to be a size six, they want their children to do well, they want to have a purpose in life, they want those same things. And that, that has never changed. The answer is in their question. You just find out what they want to do and then you tell them to do it. I am so tormented and confused by my obsession with my ex-boyfriend from college. Here's the last line. It's been 22 years since we broke up. I understand you. She and I have a lot in common. Oh, we do not want to look at our emails. <laughs> that was a bad idea. Oh. I worry so much about the people who write in. I am so real. See these eyes? Look, look at the bags under my eyes. I worry at night when I'm in bed, because you know, a line from me can change your life. Now, whether it changes for the better or for the worse, I don't know. As you see, I have stacks of bells here and there and everywhere. I get sent one every month. Sometimes, if I'm very good, they send me two. I could not answer the questions coming into the ASCII gene column if I was in New York City. You can't think in New York if you're dating 16 people, which I would be doing if I were in New York. You go to the woods to find out who you are, and then you find out who you are, and you're even happier than when you came. It's wonderful. I call it the mouse house because 
Some very distinguished uh, mice live here. Uh, Kahneman lives in the kitchen. Tversky lives in the bedroom. This is my shed. And on that side are the books that most influenced me growing up. On the door are the list of my dogs. Marky, Fortuna de la Spunky, Heidi, Tits, Bloody, and Hepburn. The streams and the rivers were dry. And I, it so horrified me that I came out and started painting the rocks blue to indicate that there was once a river here. And then after I got done painting the rocks, I just sort of walked over here and then did that tree and then did that tree and then I did this tree. And then pretty soon I'd done this whole forest. Oh my God! What's the best piece of advice I've ever given? What a horrible question to ask an advice column. Oh my God! Hang on. Eat, drink, and be merry. That's it. That's my advice. And I don't know what to tell you. I understand that some people are artists and some people are, are eccentric and have different sort of idiosyncrasies or details about their personality that make them seem odd. But this is someone who has sort of built a world around himself in the middle of nowhere where no one can bother her, where she surrounds herself with herself. I mean, she takes in all these animals. She names them these atrocious things that totally align with her personality. She has this shed up in her yard where she writes all of the authors or books that were great inspirations to her on the shed. She's basically built a shrine to herself in the middle of nowhere. She celebrates the fact that she has no family, she has no kids. It's probably a good thing that she has no kids. And you can just tell that there's a maniacal bend going on, almost like a manic bend going on with Eugene Carroll. And it doesn't mean that she's lying for sure, but it is one sort of character observation that we can make the show maybe this this person isn't the most credible in terms of making an accusation against perhaps the most famous person in the world maybe this person actually does have sort of a tendency to want attention for herself she's got her pink hair and she's got her polka dot car and She's got her own column, and she loves being approached in the street because it flatters her ego that she's recognized in the street. It just, it makes more sense to me that she's making it up and that it's true. And obviously the law is atrocious in New York for this because there's a statute of limitations on crimes, and when the statute of limitations is up, they're just allowing the pursuit of civil cases. Civil suits for the same crime. So though this happened 30-some years ago, allegedly, if at all, probably not at all, she's able to come out after Donald Trump becomes president of the United States, after he's an even bigger celebrity than he was in the 90s. She's able to wait for him to amass a fortune again and then just make these accusations. And in the context of the Me Too movement, everybody just believes it must be true. And of course, for the Democrats, it's very politically convenient to say that it's true, to push that it's true. But $83 million? I think that was the ruling, the most recent ruling. $83 million 
because he said he was innocent. In this defamation case, where by saying he was innocent, he implicitly said she was lying, which was defamation because maybe he did it, but he didn't. And it just goes to show these distractions and the extent to which the left is willing to lie and be obnoxious and just abuse the judicial system with this lawfare. This, of course, all while our border is being invaded. Over 10 million since Biden took office. Over 10,000 a day crossing the border. To the point now where we're in a constitutional crisis because the state of Texas wants to protect the border. The federal government says you can't protect the border. Texas can't protect the border. The Supreme Court ruled in favor of the Biden administration. And now there's sort of this stand down happening between the state guard of Texas and the federal government. Where it's very possible that Joe Biden is going to invoke the Insurrection Act and try to nationalize the Texas state guard, in which case we don't really know what members of the state guard are going to do. Are they going to side with the governor? and not recognize this nationalization? Or are they going to side with the federal government? And if they don't side with the federal government, does that mean that there's going to be a hot conflict, actual physical conflict between the state of Texas and the federal government? We've got all these other states that are backing up Texas now. I believe over 25 states, if not 26 states now, have announced that they're in support of Governor Abbott in Texas and what it's doing to protect our border. Obviously, the federal government is failing to protect the border, but not only failing to protect the border, but sponsoring this invasion itself to the point where when states offer to put up barbed wire or barriers or actually enforce the laws that we have in our nation, the federal government sues those states for doing the job the federal government's supposed to be doing in the first place. And we don't really even know why. I guess we could deduce why. One theory is that the federal government is concerned about the decline of the U.S. population over the course of the 21st century. And in the event that there is a substantial decline in our population, which it looks like there's going to be if you look at the birth rates and the fertility rates in this country, then that means that there's going to be a tremendous decline in the workforce in the United States of America. So it's possible that the Democrats are trying to import that workforce because we aren't breeding it fast enough. And they're trying to do this for sort of a long-term strategy to prop up the economy to ensure that there's actually enough people to do the labor that the economy requires as the baby boomers retire and then, of course, die. And, of course, my inclination is, all right, well, if we have a population crisis, if we have a population problem, I'm on Team Humanity. I'm with Alex Jones on this. I'm with Elon Musk on this. Why don't we encourage people to have kids, to have families? But the left knows that if we encourage the nuclear family, then that means people will put family before the state. That means that our population will trend conservative with the nuclear family. After all, we know that people who are Democrats in college and then get a job and then get married and then have kids are likely to become conservative as they start bringing up children of their own and paying attention to what's going on in the school system and thinking about the future of the nation and taking on sort of a more responsible mindset. So the left knows that it can't actually support or promote the nuclear family in order to solve this population problem. So the best thing they can do is just import thousands, millions actually, of Democrats into the country from all over the world through the southern border to fill that workforce void 
without risking losing any sort of political leverage in the country. And the crazy thing about it is, while our Republican governors send these migrants all over the country, it looks as if they are doing these Republican states a service. When Abbott sends these migrants to New York City or San Francisco or whatever sanctuary cities they're being sent to, it's like, oh, great, yeah, you're getting them out of Texas. But the problem is, when we send these Democrats, these migrants, to these Democratic states, they get counted in the census in the Democratic states, and the more people you have in your state, the more representatives you get in the House of Representatives. It's based on the census. The more electoral votes you get in the Electoral College. So by sending them to all these sanctuary cities, we're actually increasing Democratic representation in the House of Representatives of the United States government. So they're importing them. They don't care whether or not they flip swing states. They just know that they're going to guarantee their long-term representation in the House of Representatives, and they're going to guarantee their leverage in the Electoral College over time, even if we send them to these sanctuary cities. That's why they don't care. They just import them by 10,000 a day, at least 10,000 a day. Some people estimate that over 22 million people in this country right now are illegal migrants. A tremendous number. And so that would explain why the Democrats are not only failing to protect the border, but actually sponsoring this invasion because they know that they're ensuring the political power and leverage and weight of the Democratic Party throughout the entire 21st century. Now, the intelligence community doesn't seem to care. Obviously, they're supposed to care. They're supposed to be concerned with things like national security. And having the border wide open is a tremendous security vulnerability, right? But they seem to be totally fine with allowing this to happen, with supporting this invasion, with denying that it's even a problem to begin with. And the reason I think is because they want a terrorist attack to happen in the United States. Because terrorist attacks are how we get involved as a nation explicitly in conflicts overseas. When funding the war in Ukraine isn't enough, when funding Israel isn't enough, when funding the defense of Taiwan isn't enough, and we actually want boots on the ground, we need some sort of catalyst to justify that intervention. You go back to World War II, we saw the same thing happen with Pearl Harbor. You go to Vietnam. Saw the same thing happen, false flag operations. You go to the wars that we had over the last 20 years in the Middle East, 9-11, they knew it was coming. They allowed it to happen. Alex Jones predicted it on March 6th of 2001 that a plane would fly into the World Trade Center. In July, the same year, he predicted that they were going to blame it on Osama bin Laden. Both things came true. If Alex Jones knew, the government knew that it was coming. It was an inside job, or at least allowed to happen. And it was because we wanted, not we, but the intelligence community, wanted the United States involved in the Middle East so that we could protect the dollar as the global reserve currency. And right now, as we face this economic crisis, as we hear these conversations coming up from the likes of the United Nations or NATO or the World Economic Forum or the central bankers about the importance of implementing this centralized digital currency, this new system, this great reset, this social credit score, this new type of money where we can track everything and control everything. 
as we hear this conversation arise, that there's this need for this major global economic reset where there's this just sort of new surveillance currency implemented across the entire face of the planet, apparently in the name of the most vulnerable, though I don't see how it could help them. As we see this conversation about a new currency continue to gain momentum, we see the United States closer and closer to engaging in World War III. It's not a coincidence. Basically, every war that we've been in, in my opinion, since the onset of the Federal Reserve at the beginning of the 20th century has been for the purpose of protecting the dollar's status in the global economy. And we find excuses to get into these conflicts so that we can protect the way that oil's traded. Yeah, we don't steal the oil. We don't need to steal the oil. We just have to make sure that the oil is traded in dollars. That's why when we went to Iraq, we didn't actually take any of the oil. People are like, oh, we didn't steal the oil. Yeah, but we still went there because of the oil. That's how it works, folks. We're going to go to a quick break and cover more news on the other side. In the meantime, go to InfoWarsStore.com and supercharge your body's defenses with these incredible new sales. 40% off DNA Force Plus and 40% off the Real Red Pill Plus. 50% off if you get them together. Check it out at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Cellular damage from a type of free radical known as reactive oxygen species can cause decreased cellular function. DNA Force Plus contains what are believed to be the most beneficial ingredients to remedy this. Now 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. The main ingredient in the Real Red Pill Plus is pregnenolone which occurs naturally in our body, but decreases with age. Low levels of pregnenolone are associated with fatigue and low brain function. The Real Red Pill Plus is also full of essential trace minerals to synergistically support optimal cognitive function. Now 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Get them both today at 50% off. The Supercharged Special. Support your health and support the InfoWar at InfoWarsStore.com. Woo! Man, I am so blessed that God is on our side. I'm so blessed that so many amazing human beings across the world, not just here in America, love freedom. We came out a few months ago with Alex Jones' New World Order Wars. It's great political satire, it's educational, it's got a voiceover throughout the game, and it got top ratings by top rating groups around the country. And it was offered on a private website, AlexJonesVideoGame.com, and did record level sales for an independent website. And then Steam, the third largest video game platform in the world, the biggest online, 150 million users a week, accepted it. And since then, it's been extremely successful. Some days, it's trended number one, and then, Media Matters and George Soros groups and MSNBC and a whole bunch of other corporate establishment media came out in the last few days and said, we want this game banned. It's violent. Here he is with a video game that promotes violence. It's okay to kill the globalists. It's Dr. Fooker. I am so scared. Put on your mask, peasant. This is offensive in so many ways. Absolutely lurid and insane. It's not a surprise because this is Alex Jones and his conspiracy theory. The game has come out. It's a big hit. 
They're trying to ban it. You can find it right now and download it at Steam and play it or at AlexJonesVideoGame.com. But I want to be very, very, very clear. No globalists were harmed in the production and the filming of this incredible game. And let's be technical. Trump or Biden are not chased down and eaten by dogs. It's a character kind of like Fauci, but it's Dr. Fuker. Now, the real Fauci did torture dogs to death and have their larynxes removed with flesh-eating bugs and flies. That's true. But the real Fauci's not hurting this game, and that's not our intent. It's to simply expose these type of archetypal tyrants. Hillary's not in this game. A lady that sounds a lot like her who flies around the broomstick is, and yeah, there's a Jeffrey Epstein Island with kidnapped children, and you do go save them. And yeah, Canada is run by a dictator that locked things down, declared martial law, did all these horrible things, and yeah, that's the reality there as well. This isn't Mark Zuckerberg, no, no, no. It's the cuck lizard lord. It's not Klaus Schwab, but it's somebody really, really close to him. So they're very, very, very scared of us invading the public space, invading the media that they have dominated and controlled for so long. So they're trying to ban it. I hope they don't ban it. But before they do ban it, everybody right now should go to alexjonesgame.com, link right through to Steam, and download the game and share the game because video games are as big as Hollywood. They're so important. And if this game continues to be successful, this will be the first of many. The establishment's scared because we're winning the culture war. Download Alex Jones Dual Order Wars right now because anything badass gets censored. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. Half of America's governors now backing Texas Governor Greg Abbott in his battle with the Biden administration over securing the border. They are all Republican. South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem is among them. Uh, she is at the border today in Eagle Pass, and she calls it a war zone. Governor, great of you to join us. We appreciate it. You say that you are proud of what Texas is doing. Tell us why. I am. I'm incredibly proud of Texas and the actions that they're taking. They're protecting their state sovereignty. Listen, this is Texas land. Shelby Park belongs to the state of Texas. It's a part of the United States of America, and the president is refusing to defend it from an invasion. So today was the deadline that President Biden gave Texas to uh, that they were going to start cutting down some of the razor wire. There has been uh, none of that happening here today, but I, as the governor of South Dakota, see the effects of Joe Biden ignoring federal law and allowing this invasion every single day in my home state. Uh, the funneling of the human trafficking and the drugs comes across this border, comes into my state through my tribal reservations. It devastates my people. That's why I'm proud to stand with Governor Abbott and uh, his people here that are working to keep America safe. Do you worry, Governor, that Texas might be seen as defying the Supreme Court, defying the federal government, especially when Republicans mainly support the makeup of, of this Supreme Court? You know, it's interesting, the decision that came out of the Supreme Court, they talked about the fact that Biden could take down concertina wire, a razor wire. Uh, Texas will put it back up. Uh, I think there'll be other legal challenges, but I'm proud of the fact that this state and 25 
Other governors are standing and declaring and protecting our state sovereignty. Uh, Texas and those 13 original colonies would have never signed the treaty that formed the first constitution of the United States if they didn't think that their right to protect themselves and defend their own people was protected. Uh, so what Joe Biden is doing is threatening our state sovereignty. And if he does federalize the National Guard, the Texas National Guard, that'll be unprecedented. That is actually yep. activating federal guard to and telling them to stand down and not protect the United States. I don't think we've ever had soldiers activated and told that they were being activated so that they would not protect and defend the United States of America. So we're in unprecedented yep. times and I'm incredibly proud of the men and women that are here on this border today, making sure that they're trying to slow down this invasion. Yeah, I'm gonna, I want to put these uh, full screens up. These are Fox News voter analysis from Iowa and New Hampshire. I know you can't see them. It simply says that immigration is the number one issue in both of those, Governor. And now, of course, you have the Biden administration saying that it's Republicans who don't want the border secure because they want to run on this. Do you believe that Congress can fix this mess down there? We need leadership. You know, leadership has consequences. So Congress could, but if you have a president that ignores federal law, uh, you know, no law that Congress passes will have, be effective then. You have to have a president in the White House that respects federal law and respects immigration law and wants law and order. What Joe Biden is doing is fundamentally remaking America. If you want to see what America will look like in another year, another two years of Joe Biden's administration, look to Europe. Look at what's happened yeah. there and the devastation that they're enduring. Will it never be the same? And, and my question is, is if we don't stand now, if we don't defend our border and protect our country right now, yeah. um, where will we go? If they, we allow them to remake America, what other country is better? Uh, why not stand here and protect and defend this country right now and, and fix what is broken? And what's broken right now is Joe Biden. And finally, Governor, you're in the middle of the screen. On the right-hand side of the screen, we're showing all the razor wire against the Rio Grande. And I'm wondering, yesterday mm -hmm. you said that you would bring razor wire to, Greg, to Governor mm -hmm. Greg Abbott. Did you bring razor wire down with you? Not today, but we do have some ready to go if they need it, and uh, I have told him that himself today. So, yes, we have plenty, and we'll bring the trucks down myself if we need to. Uh, Governor, thank you for your time. We know you're busy down there. We appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, Sean Hannity here. So, hey, fascinating please. developments there. Obviously, the Biden administration could fix this problem immediately. There's a reason that there's a total fluctuation in terms of the problem at the border from administration to administration. It was a disaster under Obama. It was cool under Trump. Now it's a disaster again under Biden, Obama 2.0. And it's because the White House, the executive branch, President of the United States, has a lot of sway over how our border policies are executed. And they're acting like it's because they're trying to negotiate with Republicans' aid for Ukraine and Israel and Taiwan. And they're blaming Republicans for the crisis at the border because they're tying any sort of a border solution to the demand that Republicans fund these overseas wars that we've been against for basically ever since they started. And it's just so screwed up that of all the things to earmark, of all the policies to leverage, of all the blackmail in politics and just leverage and coercion and manipulation and Machiavellianism, it is so screwed up that the Democrats have decided that they are going to open the border 
wide open, make the American people as vulnerable as possible to literally anyone from all over the world just coming across in order to pressure Republicans in leadership to fund Nazis in Ukraine or to fund Israel against Hamas or to fund defenses for Taiwan against a potential annexation by China. So this isn't just some normal sort of blackmail. This isn't some normal sort of political leverage or earmarking or tit for tat or quid pro quo. This is the Democrats literally saying, we will make the American people as vulnerable as possible to terrorism, to the cartel, to human trafficking, to all the crimes associated with the wide open border until Republicans take the taxpayer money and give it to our foreign so-called allies. That's how screwed up this is. And we know that DeSantis, excuse me, we know that Biden could take care of this right away. I'm going to show this clip of DeSantis. That's why I said his name. We're going to run clip 19 here in a second. But Biden has no intention to close the border, and even if he did, it's too late. Plus, he doesn't need Republicans to pass this legislation in order for him to do what he's got to do at the border. He could just call it an emergency and solve the problem. Let's go ahead and run 19. This border deal is a farce. Joe Biden already has the authority to shut the border down. He could declare it a national emergency. He could stop the invasion cold if he wanted to. He does not want to. He wants to let people in. And we know that there are people from all over the world that have come in illegally. We know from hostile countries. We know it's weakened the United States. It's also destroying this nation's sovereignty. Now, this so-called deal uh, purports to give him tools so that he could actually close the border. The reality is, is it's green lighting up to 5,000 illegals every single day. That's 1.8 million plus uh, over the course of a year, which they're codifying into law as saying that's an appropriate number of illegal entries. I think the appropriate number of illegal entries is zero. And our policy should reflect that, that we do not want people coming to this country illegally. We should not be giving benefits and work permits to people that have come to this country illegally. So Biden has the authority. Uh, he doesn't have the will. Uh, he doesn't have the political uh, philosophy to want to wanna actually solve the problem. Meanwhile, the country continues to get weaker uh, and the problem is going to continue to persist. So this is a question of leadership. It's a question of will. Uh, but to codify 1.8 million illegal entries every year with a piece of legislation, uh, I think would make the problem worse. I think it would incentivize people to keep coming to this country illegally. And we should not have anybody coming to this country illegally if we're doing our jobs right. We're going to get more into it after this break. In the meantime, visit InfoWarsStore.com because there's no better time to make sure that you're boosting your natural systems and getting your essential vitamins, minerals, and nutrients than now. In this time of need, it's especially crucial that we're giving our bodies what they need to function at optimum health. And with the brand new sales available at InfoWarsStore.com, we're making it easier than ever for you to do so. Check them out today at InfoWarsStore.com to save 50% and supercharge your body's defenses today. And remember, your purchase of these products is a 360 win. You get super high-quality items, and you help launch the InfoWars to the next level. Check it out at InfoWarsStore.com right now and be the reason we are still on the air.
friends, Alex Jones here to tell you about some of the most important information concerning you and your family's health. Radiation levels have more than doubled in the last 60 years in the Northern Hemisphere from all of the nuclear testing and radiological accidents. Radioactive contamination is now in most of the food supply. There's only two ways to avoid this. Move south of the equator or properly protect your thyroid with nascent iodine. Looking to protect my family, I've done deep research. Nascent iodine is the purest, cleanest, absolute best form of iodine to protect yourself and your family. It's made right here in the USA, completely non-GMO. I searched out the best quality and now have developed a double strength form of nascent iodine exclusively available at InfoWarsLife.com. Nascent iodine is on record as one of the only safe ways to detox from fluoride poisoning. Survival Shield Nascent Iodine. Secure your super high quality nascent iodine today at InfoWarsLife.com. That's InfoWarsLife.com. Ladies and gentlemen, two years ago, I went to two separate high-end health clinics where I get my blood tested every few years and also get EKGs and things on my heart. And I noticed that at both the facilities, the hottest thing with, with top medical doctors was methylfolate. And they said, listen, we've tested your genes. I did it at two different places. T two expensive tests, not like, you know, 23andMe and all this. And they both came back and, and showed where my genes are outstanding and where they're not. And a lot of Northern Europeans have two to three of the four genes operating with the mitochondria, the most basic part of the cell, broken. I have the first three broken, two completely, one halfway broken, and then, and then the third is fully operational. So I get something like 12% of the energy that goes into my cells comes out. And there's other parts of my cells that operate 100%, which is mutant level. So I'm like weak in other areas, like Superman and others. And that's how most people are. You're really strong in some things, weak in others. I didn't listen to them. And then about a year ago, uh, I was back for another checkup and the nurse practitioner said, Alex, you're not taking methylfolate. You need to. She said, you can get our brand that's souped up with some B vitamins and things where you can get it anywhere, but you really need to get it. And I said, okay, give me a bottle. So much energy, because it's the foundational. It's not like a stimulant where you take it and then you're bouncing off the walls from that just because it gets your brain hopping. This is the foundational energy that makes all the other energy stronger. Now, you're supposed to take two or three of these capsules a day. I, I, I would kill people about it. I mean, literally, it makes me feel like, a, like I'm 15 again, just bouncing off the walls. Super, not even mean, but just aggressive. So I take maybe a half of one a day, okay? We went out, got the very best methylfolate, the very best B-complex that supercharges it. My dad did. Dr. Jones Naturals, now exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. Believe me. Believe me, and, and a lot of black folks have the genes broken and Hispanics as well, but white people particularly, and, and, and Jews as well, anybody you know, with, 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 with European blood has big problems uh, when it comes to the folic acid going into the cells, and then your cells turn it into methylfolate. This is just what the mitochondria end up operating off of. So you give them the direct methylfolate with the B, and it's boom, baby, boom! So, the product is foundational energy, methylfolate and B-complex, and it's a big dose of it. It's at InfoWarsStore.com. It is high-end, and it funds the InfoWar. So it powers the InfoWar, and it powers you. Experience it. If it doesn't blow you away, it means you don't have this gene problem. But even people that have all the genes for this, still, it, it gives you a lot of energy. But if you don't have it, it's like a new lease on life. Get it now at InfoWarsStore.com.
back to the American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, your host this morning. Filling in for the great Harrison Smith. He'll be back tomorrow. Got a sick family today. So we've been talking about the border, this issue at the border. We started out with Eugene Carroll and how it's a distraction and how the real criminals are the Democrats. And we talked about the real reason why they're allowing this to happen. And it's, it's sort of two-faced. It's, the first part of it is because they want to bring as many of these migrants into the country as possible, send them to Democratic states so that these Democratic states, whenever there's a census, will have an increased number of representatives in the House of Representatives, and they'll also get a disproportionate representation in the Electoral College this way. That's the first reason. Second reason is because the intelligence community wants a terrorist attack to happen so they can use it as an excuse to get us involved in World War III. And we know that they're preparing for World War III for a number of different reasons. All we have to do is connect the dots. And I'll just start here. Struggling to meet recruiting goals, the U.S. Navy says high school diploma is no longer needed. The Navy was one of three branches of the U.S. Armed Forces to announce they failed to meet their recruiting target last year. It's the latest branch of the United States Armed Forces to lower its recruitment standards after struggling to meet its yearly goals. So remember, they kicked everybody out of the military who refused to get the vaccine. Then they backpedaled and they reached out to all those who were kicked out and said, you can come back. Now they're advertising to new recruits that they won't have to be vaccinated for COVID at all. Now they're advertising to new recruits, all sorts of genders and sexualities and orientations are welcome. And for some reason, even though we aren't at war, our military is frantically trying to recruit as many people as possible. It's almost like they think we're going to be in war soon. And you take this recruiting sort of panic that's going on in the military and you pair it with this news that the largest ever NATO exercise to rehearse Russian attack on Europe is happening right under our noses. Now, when Alex posted about this, I believe this was a couple of weeks ago that he first mentioned this exercise. It got community noted on X. I don't know if you guys noticed that. I don't know if the crew noticed that. I think he briefly mentioned it on, on air. And yes, it's true that there are exercises with NATO annually. And the community notes basically said this is an annual exercise. But what they totally disregard is that this is a record size and the nature of the exercise is a Russian attack on Europe. I mean, look at this. A massive NATO military exercise Slated to run all the way through the end of May has kicked off. Exercise Steadfast Defender 24 is being hailed as the largest NATO exercise since the Cold War. Some 90,000 troops from all 31 member states will take part. Also, this next part's important. I, I normally try not to read the entire article, but I want to read this next part. Also, Sweden, which is on the cusp of formally entering the alliance after Turkish parliament belatedly signed off, is expected to send troops and equipment. The alliance will demonstrate its ability to reinforce the Euro-Atlantic area via transatlantic movement of forces from North America, NATO statement said. Now, keep in mind that when Sweden was discussing joining NATO, of course, Sweden being a notoriously sort of a famously neutral nation when sweden announced that it would be joining i believe its defense minister said we are on the brink of war with russia we is in sweden and that once it joins nato which i believe is scheduled for july 
that the Swedes need to be prepared for a conflict with Russia. So NATO is, NATO is expanding its members because it is sort of bracing for this war with Russia. And I don't know why NATO thinks, and I don't know why the Biden, Biden administration thinks that Russia wants to invade all of Europe. It just doesn't make sense that they would want to do that. After all, they want Europe to be their customer. I believe 71% of Russia's economy is based off of natural gas energy exports. And so it makes sense that they would want to take Ukraine or that they would want to take a portion of Ukraine so they could control exports from Russia to Europe without having to interact with NATO directly. But it doesn't make any sense that they would want to invade Poland or England or Germany. Why would they want to do that? It, it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever that they would want to expand all the way into Europe. And then furthermore, on top of that, even if they did want to conquer Europe, even if Russia seriously had as part of its strategy over the next several years to just occupy and conquer all of Europe, like some war from 500 years ago or something, can you think of a single problem that Europe has now that wouldn't be solved? I mean, when I'm thinking about this, I'm hearing these Leaders on the left say, we have to stop Russia now by supporting Ukraine because if we don't stop Russia now, then they're going to invade Europe. As if Russia invading Europe is a bad thing. I mean, at first it sounds terrible. Oh, gosh, we can't have a European occupation. That's like World War II all over again. These poor people, my, my kin, Western civilization. But then I look at footage of Europe and all I see are radical extremist Islamists in the streets, shouting Aloha Akbar, praying at the same time, and they're migrants, they're not even from there, and nobody seems to recognize the cities that they grew up in. I mean, there's countless viral clips of Ireland or Scotland or London going around asking people what they think about the city that they're in now and that they grew up in and how different it is. And you can just see the natives, the Europeans, are distraught over the amount of change that's happened because since they joined the European Union, they've had to take all these migrants and all these refugees. And so I'm thinking to myself, wouldn't I rather see Europe occupied by Russian Orthodox Christians than radical extremist Islamic terrorist sympathizers? And so when I hear the Nikki Haley's or the Joe Biden's come out and say, we have to stop Russia now, otherwise they're going to occupy Europe. I'm thinking, what problem does Europe have that wouldn't be solved by a Russian occupation? And we're talking about a basically neo-capitalist country. It's not a communist country anymore. It's got Christian values. It doesn't give into any of this sort of, sort of cultural Marxism that we're experiencing here, this wokeness that we're experiencing here, this critical theory that we're experiencing here in the United States or in Europe. It doesn't deal with this radical extremist Islamic sort of philosophy. It doesn't cope with that. Russia actually believes in something called national sovereignty, obviously, because it's not allowing itself to be bullied by NATO. And it shouldn't, and we shouldn't allow ourselves to be bullied by NATO or any of these other globalist organizations that we're a part of it's, as the United States of America. I mean, it's really harmed us and our people over the course of the last 50 years 
that we've been involved in these organizations and sold out to the World Economic Forums and the NATOs and the UNs of the world. And so, first of all, it's not going to happen. I don't think Russia has any intention or desire to occupy or conquer all of Europe. But second of all, even if it did happen, wouldn't that make Europe a better place? I mean, I know it sounds a little ass, and obviously I don't want this sort of European invasion to occur. A lot of innocent people would die. There would be rape and murder and bombings and destruction and historical buildings. I mean, it would be, a, it's tragic. All war is tragic. But what I'm seeing happen in Europe now is also tragic. I mean, this is a culture that has basically sacrificed itself. It has committed suicide for the sake of these sort of refugees and these migrants that absolutely hate it in this act of just perpetual self-loathing, it's destroyed itself. Western civilization has committed suicide in Europe for the sake of inferior cultures, inferior philosophies, and inferior theologies. It's as simple as that. So we're recruiting like crazy. And NATO's doing these exercises like crazy because they want a war with Russia, not because Russia's actually going to instigate this war. And they're getting as many people involved in NATO as possible because ultimately they want to ensure that Ukraine wins this war. And they know that the only way Ukraine can win this war is if every other nation puts soldiers in Ukraine to physically fight the Russians. So Russia is not going to start World War III by invading beyond Ukraine. NATO is going to start World War III by getting involved directly in Ukraine with every nation to prevent Russia from winning the war. Because the international community is absolutely terrified at the notion of a Russian victory in Ukraine. They are terrified because they don't know who's going to lead Russia after Putin. They don't know who's going to be in control of perhaps the largest nuclear arsenal in the world after Putin. And that's why they wanted Ukraine in NATO. That's why they want as much leverage over Russia as possible economically, militaristically. Because they want to ensure that whether there's a nut job or not, who leads Russia next, they can control that person. More on the other side, folks. Stick with us. You know, I sit up here and I yell and scream about the New World Order and the globalists. They're planning to get rid of the borders and release a virus and have a global power grab. And you saw it all come true. But there's a inverse of that. There's not just the bad stuff I'm telling you about. There's the good stuff I'm telling you about. And just like our information is the best you're going to find out there, our supplements are amazing. So our new special in the last half of January 2024 is here. It's Real Red Pill Plus and DNA Force Plus, both 50% off. We're calling it the Supercharged Special. You can get either one of these great items at 40% off individually or together for 50% off. Now, in the time we have left, I can't tell you why they're so great and what they do for your body. Go to InfoWarsShore.com, look at the ingredients and investigate it, and then get them. It supports the InfoWar and it'll change your life. Take advantage now, InfoWarsStore.com. Hey, let me 
going to start by saying you do a great show. Thank you. And let me point out that I took X2 iodine. I started taking that stuff. The best iodine I think I ever found is what you guys are selling. When did you start taking and it? I, about four years ago, I had high blood pressure, and I was on blood pressure medicine. Mm-hmm. And I started eating a little better, but my blood pressure stayed high. And when I took X2 iodine, after about three or four weeks, I think my body detoxified of a bunch of metals and stuff that my body was storing. And my blood pressure came down to perfect level. And I tell people the only thing I did was X2 iodine. And even though I do think all your other products are good, I recommend to anybody that they start with X2 iodine because it detoxifies your body and kind of kicks your natural DNA in, into uh, full force. So in my, in my life, I found X2 iodine the best. I tried other iodines and they didn't have the same effect. But, so X2 iodine, I really wanted to point that out. 